0: It's a typical Monday morning. You roll out of bed and walk down the street, taking in the familiar sound of shuffling feet, friends laughing together, and shops opening for the day. You grab a bagel with cream cheese and get on with your day. Things have been going pretty well at work lately, so maybe you even start your day with a smile. You've got your job, you've got your friends, you're comfortable, life is good. But then, like the start of any good story, you get hit with the unexpected. This is what happened to a guy in the Bible named Jonah. Welcome to Jonah's Unexpected Journey. In this four-part series, we're gonna bring the story of Jonah to life and learn how God can change our perspective and our purpose through the unexpected. This is episode one, God Rocks the Boat. Jonah 1, verse one to two says, the Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. God called Jonah to do what he normally did. Jonah's job was to talk to people about what God had to say. But this time, rather than talking to his fellow Israelites, God told Jonah to speak to the city of Nineveh, the most important city in Assyria. Assyria was a powerful but evil empire and Israel's most fearsome enemy. As the rising world power of Jonah's day, the Assyrians inflicted countless acts of cruelty and mercilessly oppressed Jonah's people. Timothy Keller, in his book The Prodigal Prophet, paints a picture of the Assyrians' viciousness. Assyrian history is as gory and blood-curdling a history as we know. After capturing enemies, the Assyrians would typically cut off their legs and one arm, leaving the other arm in hand so they could shake the victim's hand in mockery as he was dying. So yeah, the Assyrians were bad news. And not only did God want Jonah to talk to them, but he also wanted him to warn them so that the Assyrians could get a chance to change. Needless to say, Jonah was being majorly pushed out of his comfort zone. Some of the best stories start when someone is being called to do something that seems impossible, when their life is turned upside down and they're forced to courageously take on something or someone. We all love sports movies or coming-of-age dramas because we get to watch our heroes hesitate, question themselves, wanna run away, but break through and come out victorious and happy. But let's face it, in our daily life, it is hard to leave our comfort zone and enter into the unknown. We hide, run, freeze, or resist the call towards something greater. We often stick with what's comfortable and less risky even if it means we're not that happy. The good thing is, God takes us where we're at, and we have so many examples in the Bible of people who understand our fear and resistance, but can show us the way out. Today's episode will start a series that will dive into one of these examples. God spoke to Jonah at a time when he was settled and comfortable, not unlike many of us. Jonah can help us start answering questions like How can I be happy when my life feels out of my control? Does God really have a good plan for my future? And why do I run from God and settle? All right, so imagine you're Jonah. God's called you to do something you never thought in a million years you'd have to do, and you don't want to do it. So how do you respond? You try to get as far away from God as you can. You leave your half-eaten breakfast on the table and book it out of there. But how exactly does one run away from God? You don't know, but that doesn't stop you from trying. You run and run and finally find yourself at a dock, frantically searching for the ship that's going the farthest direction away from those Assyrians in Nineveh. Jonah 1:3. verse 3, But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. All aboard! He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. You climb aboard this ship and you set off to sea. What are you gonna do once you get there? You have no idea. All you want is to get away. Now, as you look out at this vast ocean and waves crashing around you on this boat with people you don't know, you may be thinking, this is not where I thought my life would be at this point. And as it turns out, it is not easy to run from God. The waves begin to crash harder. The whistling winds turn into howls. The boat you put so much trust in to get you away is being tossed back and forth effortlessly. The once tough brawny soldiers are crying, panicking, desperately throwing cargo overboard and begging gods that don't exist to save them. Everything is in chaos around you. And how do you handle this chaos? Jonah 1, five to six says, but all this time Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold." So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted, get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. You're sleeping. Maybe it was that bagel and cream cheese or maybe all that resistance to doing what you don't want to do, fear of stepping out of your comfort zone and guilt for running away from God that wore you out. Or maybe you know who's causing the storm and you know why it's happening. So you're at peace, knowing God is still in control, even though you ran away. But that doesn't stop the captain of the ship from being mad at you, or the sailors from freaking out and fearing for their lives. Not only did you bring this storm on yourself, but you pulled all these poor sailors into this without them even knowing. This is a good time to pause for a second and think about how we handle storms in our lives. We have with us our editor-in-chief, Russ Ewell, who recently did a lesson series on the Book of Jonah. Russ, do you have any thoughts on what we can learn from how Jonah responded to the storm?
1: One of the big things about the storm, I think with Jonah, is that Jonah had in his mind a preconceived notion of how things ought to turn out. And if you're like me, you have a plan. You have some semblance of what you want. And what happened with Jonah is God changed the plan. He was like, hey, get rid of these Ninevites, punish these Ninevites. And one God said, no, I want you to go preach to them. Jonah had a sense, wait a minute. If we're going to be preaching these people, he may want to save them. And I think sometimes with God, we want to be in control. And so when we want to be in control, the storm starts. Because what we're really doing is we're fighting God. And I don't know about you, but inside is where I have my storm. That tension between what I want and I believe is best and what God is trying to get me to do because he knows it's best. And Jonah is about choosing
0: Mm. So Jonah had a plan, and God rocked the boat. Let's pause and reflect. Have you been running from God in any areas of your life? What are some storms you've been experiencing inside because God's plan is different than what you had in mind? Let's hop back in the story. Jonah 1, verse 9 to 12. Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Okay, now imagine you're the sailors for a second. This guy gets on your boat. Just keep sleeping while you're all trying to frantically work together to keep the ship afloat. And then he tells you he's the reason the storm is happening in the first place. And now he's asking you to commit a murder. How many more problems is this guy gonna give you? But after a while, you run out of options. The waves are getting taller than the ship. The sky is black with clouds in the middle of the day. You're getting desperate. So you do what this crazy guy asked you to do. You throw him into the sea. Jonah 1, 15 to 16. Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Well, it worked. But God wasn't finished with Jonah just yet. Imagine being thrown out of a ship into the open ocean. Maybe you're thinking, this is not how I thought my Monday would turn out. Or, well, it's over. Or maybe you're secretly happy they threw you overboard because now you definitely won't have to do what God wanted you to do. Whatever you're thinking as you float along the endless ocean, there is no way you could anticipate what happens next. Jonah 1, verse 17. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Uh, I'm sorry, what? A fish? Okay, that came out of nowhere. But... This is where we'll have to leave our friend Jonah for now, in the belly of a giant fish, sitting, waiting, and thinking. Let's pause and reflect one more time. No matter how much Jonah ran and pushed God away, God wasn't ready to let him go. God pushes us out of our comfort zone and he doesn't let us settle. He wants us to accomplish more than we thought possible, even if it's not in the direction we originally thought. The roadmap to happiness often doesn't take the route we think it will, and that's why we need to trust God. What's your comfort zone? How is God pushing you out of it? What does it look like for you to take things into your own hands? What route is God taking you on that may feel different than what you wanted but could still take you somewhere great? Stay tuned next week where we'll find Jonah in over his head in some fishy business. This was episode one of Jonah's Unexpected Journey, a new narrative podcast by Deep Spirituality. A quick note about our narrations. Our storytelling is based on the Bible, historical research, and our best guess. Only the Bible verses are the inspired Word of God, and the storytelling is added to help us experience the scriptures as if we were there. If you like what you heard today, make sure to subscribe and drop us a line at podcast at deepspirituality.com.